0: Today, we have a question from one of our audience members, who's asking for help to overcome some significant mental barriers around her husband's sexual history. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and
1: Verlinda Simone Gendel.
0: Hey everybody, this is Q&A episode number three. During this summer season, we're going to be handling a question every week from one of our email subscribers. And if you want to be part of future opportunities like this, be sure to sign up on our site at onlyyouforever.com.
1: So last week, Verlinda, we answered a question about what to do when your spouse won't stop an affair and you want to save your marriage. So Mm -hmm. if you missed that question, be sure to go back and grab it. And also make sure you hit that subscribe button in your podcast player so you don't miss any future shows from us the co-host of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People.
0: Mm-hmm. So Caleb, here's today's question from someone we're going to call Rita. Okay. She writes and says, Hi, I have a question. I got married just recently and much later in life, around 40 years old. I was a virgin when I got married. My husband was not. However, he shared with me that he had not had any sexual partners for at least three years prior to our being married because of his renewed commitment to Christ. I've been a Christian since I was a youth, and my husband has also been a Christian since he was a child. However, he was not sexually abstinent in in his relationships. We did not have sex prior to getting married. Since we have been married, we have had a great sex life, but I have struggled with the fact that he's had previous sexual partners. Hmm. My question is, how can I best deal with my husband's previous sexual history and not let it interfere with our sexual relationship now? Of course, this is a vulnerable issue for me since I came into the marriage without sexual experience, So I get feelings of insecurity, wondering if he's comparing us to other relationships, etc. These thoughts can be intrusive for me. Now, today I had a bomb dropped on me when I got the results of a recent pap smear saying I tested positive for HPV. It's very upsetting to find out that after being abstinent all these years and waiting for my husband to have sex, that he gave me an STD that could cause cervical cancer. The strain I have is the dangerous strain and will require more testing.
1: Mm, Stop. Uh, just for our listeners that may not know, HPV is human papilloma virus. I think is how you say it. Okay. It's a sexually transmitted disease that sometimes has no symptoms or side effects. It's inconsequential. There's like forty strains of this virus, okay. and other. This is a more serious strain that this uh, question asker has.
0: Okay. So Rita continues. I've already been struggling with feelings over his sexual past, and now it's intensified a thousandfold as a result of contracting this STD from him. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is definitely going to affect my feelings toward him and towards sexual intimacy with him. He was tested for STDs before our marriage, but there is not a test for men for HPV. So in his defense, he could not have known he had been exposed unless his previous girlfriend knew and told him. I'm hoping and praying that my immune system will fight off this virus and I will be okay. But unfortunately, I've had previous health problems that have weakened my immune system. So I'm really upset and stressed that I may end up not fighting it off. Hmm. I'm just disappointed, sad, upset and hurt that I have to deal with an STD after waiting all this time to have sex with one man in my life, my husband. Huh. I'm sure this is going to cause me anger and resentment for his choices and not being as as a Christian man who proclaims Christ. I really have to say, at the risk of sounding judgmental, that I am so tired of Bible-believing Christians completely ignoring the Word of God when it comes to sexual integrity.
1: Hey, we'll amen you on that one.
0: Absolutely. Why is it that people just wink at this sin like it's no big deal? People that I see at church every week that are living with their boyfriends and girlfriends that are having sex and acting as though it's not a sin. I don't understand. It's very frustrating. Christians act as though it's inconsequential and casual. Please pray for me that I can be full of grace and forgiveness toward my husband and that we will grow stronger and more in love and that I won't withdraw from him like I feel like doing at this moment. The last piece of this puzzle is the question of fidelity. Has he had sex with someone else during the time we've been together and contracted this STD and now passed it to me? I really honestly in my heart and soul, mind and spirit are telling me that he is being truthful about his sexual history and hadn't had sex for three years before we met. And that, and that was his previous girlfriend for a couple of years. But my question is why wouldn't she had let him know she had HPV? Most women know they have it because of their annual pap smear. She would have known either back then or since then they broke up, a few years ago and they remain good friends. So wouldn't a good friend tell you this? Mm. And if it wasn't her that gave it to him, then who did? As he said, he's only slept with a couple girlfriends for the four or five years back a few years ago. Sorry for the super long email, but it felt good to vent all of that to someone as I can't necessarily share this with other people and cause discredit to his character. I would love to get some feedback from you guys. So I think there's a few questions in there, Caleb. Yes.
1: Well, thank you for writing all that detail out. Rita it does help us to understand your situation, which. Is a very challenging one. Like I can really kind of feel that you kind of save something for marriage and then you get the consequences of life mm. as if you hadn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So and the uh, frustration and the sadness and the hurt yeah, and the pain. A good yeah. job
1: acknowledging those emotions too. That's important. So I, when I looked at this from that, I, I kind of pulled three questions out of here. There's actually, I, and I just noticed too, there's a couple questions we can't answer that came up toward the end. Where did he actually get the STD from? Why wouldn't right. a good friend tell you this? So we can't obviously help with those. I don't think you'd expect us to either. But the questions that I identified in here that we can help you with or speak to are, number one, how do I handle my husband's previous sexual history and not let it interfere with our sexual relationship now or our marriage relationship now? Mm -hmm. And that's where she talks about insecurity and comparison and intrusive thoughts. And I think that would be very helpful to address that. Not only for Rita, but for other listeners as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second question I saw in there is that the STD is affecting my feelings toward him and our sexual intimacy. How do I cope with this? I'm already feeling anger and resentment. Mm -hmm. And then the gnawing question, did he really bring this to the marriage or has he been unfaithful? Hmm. So we'll tackle them in that order. Okay. So question number one, how do I handle my husband's previous sexual history and not let it interfere with our sexual relationship now? And again, she was addressing uh, feelings of insecurity and comparison coming up and intrusive thoughts. So I take it, Verlinda, from what we read that she knew prior to getting married about his sexual history.
0: Yeah, that's what it made it sound like.
1: Yeah. So Rita, if I can just speak to you about that, to encourage you to think about it this way, just watch how you think about his history in that he didn't betray you so it wasn't a sin against you directly. Like it was not. Um, how would I put it? If this occurred while you were married, we would call that infidelity mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. right? So in in your value system and ours, this would be infidelity against Christ and a breach of His Christian values. Mm-hmm. But it's not a breach of the marriage,
0: right? There was no vows at that point or knowledge,
1: right? And so one thing I've noticed just working with people in your circumstances, it's very easy and I can totally understand this, but it's very easy to take it personally like it was against you, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But the tricky part there is it does affect you, right? Because the history is there and it's brought into the marriage. Yeah. And, you know, aside from the fact that God says sex should be reserved for within marriage, this is a reason why I as a therapist think it's wise to save sex for marriage. Is because it's not a free for all with zero consequences. Yes. Right? Yes. This does impact your sexual intimacy in your marriage. Yeah. But just remember that he had no knowledge of you back at the time. He had no vows to you and so on. Okay. And then the next part, too, is we're kind of thinking through this in my head was maybe it would be helpful to separate the idea of virginity from purity. So it's good to bring virginity to a marriage, which Rita did. Yes. But when a person can't bring that to a marriage, we have to be careful about putting too much emphasis on that. Because then they really kind of get thrown in the damaged goods section. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, untouchable kind of can all go with that. You know what I mean? Okay. Not to minimize the wrongdoing there, but what's most important for your marriage now is purity. And so inside your marriage and coming to the marriage, there should be purity. And if you can think about this in terms of purity instead of virginity, there's still value there. There's redemptiveness there because we can establish purity in our lives at any point in time. Okay. So these are just kind of ways to think about this. Do you have any thoughts on this, Verlinda, so far? No. Okay. Now, the next part here, Verlinda, too, is that your biggest sexual organ is your brain. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're struggling with insecurities and comparisons and intrusive thoughts, that's going to heighten your anxiety. It's going to make it more difficult for you to relax into the moment when you're intimate, and it's going to make it harder to kind of lose yourself in the ecstasy of the intimacy. And the risk there is that, you know, this could be become a self-fulfilling prophecy.
0: Oh, uh, yeah
1: where the quality of sex is affected by the thoughts or the worries about the sex. Whereas if we can kind of step away from the worry, then we're not so worried about the quality. It'll flow more naturally. Mm -hmm. So part of what you can do here is thought stopping. It's actually taught by Paul, the apostle Paul in the Bible in a different context where he said, but this one thing I do forgetting those things, which are behind and reaching forth unto those things, which are before I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And that's Philippians chapter three. And I think that sexual intimacy with your husband is a high calling. Hmm. And so we can engage in a thought stopping exercise, which is deliberately kind of pushing back those things which are behind and looking forward to what you can create with your husband now and in the days to come. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have some other thoughts on that that I'm saving for the second question that apply here, but really have to kind of face those fears and those intrusive thoughts and, and resolve them. This might be a place where you would consider going through marriage counseling just where you can table these things and kind of work through them. And maybe there's some grief and loss work to do there and so on. And we'll touch on some of that in a moment. But what you want is to get to the point where you're in the moment with your husband. And in that moment, you're able to understand that God has provided your husband's body for your own pleasure. So your enjoyment of sex will be the most pleasing part of sex for him as well. And this is really kind of creating a positive cycle in your sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. rather than the concerns about uh, the insecurities and comparison and that kind of thing going Mm -hmm. on, right? Mm -hmm. Now, my opinion is, and I know that random things may happen, but most of the time, no healthy man is going to wander in mind or in body to another woman when he's confronted with one who can't get enough of him. Like when he's confronted with his wife who Mm -hmm. can't get enough of him, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying it's your job to keep him faithful when I'm saying that, but what I'm intending for you to understand is that if you learn to delight in him for even for your own enjoyment, he won't be going anywhere else in his head. Mm, And so you don't need to either. Okay. And so, and if you kind of think about where this is going and how this might pan out, like in the context of the question, your greatest competitor is yourself Mm -hmm. getting in your own way.
0: Right. So
1: I would just challenge you to work really hard as you do this, to work towards getting out of your own way.
0: Right. I remember you saying before, like you have the option of, Hang on, let me think this through. You have the option of, in the moment, thinking about your spouse with a different person or just being so thankful that you have this moment now.
1: Yeah, they're not with your spouse or your spouse isn't with that other person right right now. Right,
0: they're with you. Yeah. Just being thankful for that. Yeah,
1: so kind of being present. Yeah. Can be a good way to sort of ground yourself in it, right? Okay. And at the same time, don't be afraid, you know, if he's disconnected during sex, you can kind of sense when your spouse isn't there and we all Mm -hmm. get distracted sometimes, right? But ask him where he is. But just be aware, too, that this does happen to all couples. We get distracted. We all get intrusive thoughts. It's like, did I turn the water off in the garden, right? And you're like halfway into lovemaking. It just happens sometimes. Yeah. So it does take some effort to stay in the moment sometimes. And in episode 93, Verlinda, we talked about expectations around sex. Yeah. And we quoted some research, which I'll just repeat here very quickly, where these researchers pointed out that our culture emphasizes mutual and synchronous Couples' sexual experiences, like equal levels of desire, arousal, and orgasm every time. Mm-hmm. Like there's this sort of idealized picture of what it should be like. But th- what they noticed or what they recorded in their research is that among happily married, sexually satisfied couples, this occurs less than 50% of encounters. Hmm. So couples hit that sweet spot less than half the time. Yeah. And they go on to say that it's normal for 5 to 15% of sexual encounters among happily married, happily married mm-hmm. sexually satisfied couples to be dissatisfying or dysfunctional. Huh. Yeah. So I uh, just kind of manage expectations there a little bit too. Now, question number two, the STD is affecting my feelings toward him and sexual intimacy. How do I cope with this? I'm already feeling anger and resentment. So uh, I get why you would feel angry and resentful. Yes,
0: yes absolutely. Uh, who
1: wouldn't, right? Yeah. And this is significant. So first of all, your feelings are valid. And what I would suggest that you need is the opportunity to express the anger and the resentment and the disappointment. So you saved a lot, Rita. You kept yourself from something that you would have enjoyed, sexuality, for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And now the consequences of his failure to do the same or his choices not to do the same have landed squarely on your shoulders because the HPV has much more of a consequence, quite Uh possibly, for Rita than for him, right? Yeah. Now, you know, as I understand it, that HPV generally doesn't affect men nearly as significantly as women. But just keep in mind that that gender difference is about the virus, not about your husband.
0: Oh.
1: So he didn't choose to take something on that would affect you and not him. Right. Separate that from the choice to have sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. Right? So you kind of do have to peel these things apart a little bit. Okay. And so there's kind of a little bit of that theme from earlier here that your husband didn't willingly infect you. And I'm not excusing his history. And again, we've stated where our values on that. But I'm sure that he would have done everything he could to not infect you if he had known. Right. And I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here for truthfulness, which I think is what Rita wants to do as well. Yeah. But now you live with the consequences of his choices in a very, very scary way. It could have a very real impact on your health. So as I kind of think about that and the anger and the resentment, you know, those feelings are still valid. And when someone offends us, even unintentionally, the only way that I know to move past the anger and the resentment is on the pathway that is called forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And what do we forgive? Mm-hmm. We forgive the hurt. And this really hurts for you, right? I get that. And that that really is the only way that I know to respond to these feelings that you're experiencing. Experiencing is to go through the process of forgiveness. It's a process. It's a journey. You have to acknowledge what has happened. Denying it doesn't help. Yeah. You look like you're thinking about something.
0: No, I, okay. I'm i just thinking it all through. Yeah. And I don't think in any way that she's denying no. what happened.
1: Yes. So that's my thoughts for the second question about how the STD is affecting your feelings towards him and how to cope with that. Just let redemption, let the gospel speak into your situation. Mm -hmm. Third question, which is the gnawing question. Did he really bring this to the marriage, the HPV, or has he been unfaithful? And that's a tough question. And I guess my question back to you is, you know, is the question that you're asking there coming out of your anxiety or is it kind of coming from your gut? Like you have some, you know, so I've worked with sexual addictions recovery, usually young guys. And I've discovered that wives have a pretty amazing sense of whether hubby's being faithful or not. They kind of have the spidey sense about whether he's being honest or not, because sometimes sometimes the guys crash completely, everything's out in the open and they just want healed. Other times they're kind of still in denial when I start working with them and oh, okay. she knows if he's still dabbling okay. at some level. Huh. So I'm kind of trusting you and I'm saying, you know what, just kind of sit with that. And I think for Linda though, that Rita did kind of speak to that a little bit because she did say, you know what? I really, honestly, in my heart and soul, yeah. mind and spirit, they're telling me that he's being truthful about his history.
0: About his history before- His sexual history, yeah. Prior to marriage.
1: Yeah, I guess I kind of took that to mean that even though she even has this question, marriage? she takes that like up to this point in time.
0: Okay. He's been okay. faithful.
1: But at the end of the day, right, it's a question I can't answer for her. No. And- But
0: your gut is usually right. Is that what you're saying? I th- yeah,
1: I'm saying trust your gut. Trust her yet. And the question about the partner and why she didn't inform him or he didn't know or what went on, I don't know except to know that HPV in men is typically Mm non-symptomatic. His previous partner may have known but chose not to tell him, believing he wouldn't be affected by it and not thinking about the next person. Yeah. Right? I don't know. So since we can't answer this question, I would encourage you, Rita, to just reflect, to lean on your faith, to go into the presence of God, ask yourself, do I have this gnawing doubt because God wants something hidden, brought out into the light? Or am I just going down this road because, you know, maybe there's a sense in which villainizing your husband a little bit makes it easier for you to feel angry and resentful because you're,
0: Mm. a lot
1: of times we as Christians don't feel right about feeling angry. So if we make him worse, then my anger is okay.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I'm not saying you're doing that, Rita, but I'm just asking if that might be a possibility Yeah. to think about in there. So take that one and, uh, and just reflect, pray, and trust your gut. Hmm. So that's the three questions. Hopefully we got them all. I'm hoping that we covered her question generally yeah. by breaking it out that way. And thanks so much for sending that in and sharing that. I'm sure there's others that can relate to many parts of this story that will benefit from it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure.
1: let's wrap up, baby. Okay. We, uh, we want to shout a huge thank you to those of us who left us reviews on iTunes this week. To those of us. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. Oops. So this one uh, is from God's Peach from the United Ooh. States. It's a five-star review. They, uh, the title is Sensitivity Without Overseriousness. I found the couple to be quite compassionate and knowledgeable as well as down to earth. Enjoy the laughing. They deal with marital issues biblically while staying in the nap now yeah if you have a troubled situation they hold the person who's responsible whether it's adultery jealousy trust issues or intimacy for their part while remaining compassionate toward the hurt spouse and in the same token they empower each person individually and she has in brackets or he codependency selfishness workaholism etc you get corrected when necessary without being crushed that's good i guess they empower couples to look to god for true fulfillment and to view themselves the way he does flawed but loved well, I am so glad that she got that out of our message. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you for that great review. We really appreciate that.
0: And I think it is probably a woman because I don't know too many guys that would call himself a peach.
1: God's peach. <laughs> <laughs> we'll you don't see assume. a lot of men's t-shirts with that on it.
0: No, no, you don't.
1: So thank you, God's peach. Your review was peachy and we appreciate that. <laughs> now, uh, just for the rest of our listeners, if you want to get involved in our mission to help save marriages through our podcast, we'd like to ask you to contribute to our crowdfunding campaign. And we want to reach 5,000 marriages a week through the podcast. We're about halfway there. And we also recently hit one of our funding milestones. So we're super thankful to that and to everyone who has contributed so far. If you'd like to join us in this, please go to oyflink give to learn more about how you can help us reach more marriages. Once again, it is oif.link give. The word give, G-I-V-E.
0: And we do have our latest patron. Thank you to Cameron for joining the OYF team here. It's quite mm-hmm. exciting.
1: That's awesome. Much appreciated.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, next week, for Linda, we have a question about sexual addiction. And I was a little surprised to hear this. I didn't know this, but apparently a lot of counsellors recommend divorce in response to this. We don't. And yeah. we'll talk about that and tell you why and answer the question.
0: That's good. Well, that is all for today's episode. If you want to review this question or share it with others, you can do that via our short link at OYF.link slash QA three. And we'd love to hear from you. Please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It helps to increase the visibility of our show to other marriages so that we can reach and influence more people for good. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the only you forever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at only you com slash love.